Welcome to Tales from Baja. We're recording today from uh, from our home, from our living room. Yep, we got another one, one <laughs> another easy one in our living room. Yeah, no travel involved, although tomorrow we're heading down to Tijuana to check out uh, our first Cholos, Cholos game. game. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah we're, su- we're so excited. Yeah. It's, it's Dominic's birthday. Oh. He's been wanting to see a Cholo game for a long time. And our, our, our last... Uh, podcast ge- guest Nate Abarea, uh, the play-by-play voice of the Tijuana Cholos. He he said, you know, at the first game coming up in the summertime, you guys have to come down. So we're, we're taking him up on that. We're going to head down day. to Tijuana, opening home opener for home them opening day, yep. for the Apertura yep. season. So yeah, we're so stoked. But we're stoked. Um, we're stoked. So it'll be fun. Fun day tomorrow. But today we have a special guest. This is going to yes. be a lot of fun. Um, our guest name is Katya Stefaniak. Did I get that correct? Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. You got it right. So Katya is from originally from Belarus. Uh, she has really, I don't want to speak for you, but a, a huge love for Baja, don't you? Yes, I do. I'm a big fan of Mexico in general, mm. and Baja is just right here. So I spend, I uh, would say, three, four days out of the week down in Mexico. Oh, nice. Tijuana, Ensenada, Valle de Guadalupe, yeah, for just go for medical services. I volunteer with the kids at the orphanage, sometimes just wow. take fr- my friends down to Valle de Guadalupe for wine tasting and... Oh my God, the food is so delicious down there. So <laughs> good, it's so good. You're a real commuter. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Well, and and the reason we got connected uh, was through a mutual friend. Uh, Shabnam uh, was she sent me an email. She was heading down to Mexico. Uh, I think in the next few weeks, and they were looking for supplies for an orphanage, and. Um, and she's been nice enough to kind of keep me on her email distribution when she she goes down and supports an orphanage down in Baja, and I said, you know, I I, I think I should we should have Shabnam on the podcast, and she goes, you know, I, I think that that Katya would be better. <laughs> okay, she's so sweet. She's been a huge help and support over like years now. Yeah, mm-hmm. she yeah. she's super sweet. She's great. So we're really glad that you're here to um, you know to talk about the orphanage that you support. Yes. Um, talk about you know the the travel uh, you know company that you have down to Baja. Um, but I'm curious, you know, just to kind of kick it off to learn how you made your way to San Diego, how you made your way to the United States, because mm-hmm. you're from Belarus. Yes. Uh, so my way started, uh, I would say, 1987. Mm-hmm. That's when I was born. Mm-hmm. I was born actually in USSR, the country that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, a year prior that happened, the Chernobyl accident, and a lot of uh, waste went to Belarus. So my generation called children of Chernobyl. Mm. Because of that, there was a lot of non-profit organization and foundation that was supporting the kids in Belarus. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the ways would be uh, the kids that qualified had some health issues. Unfortunately, I had some when I was growing up, but mm. luckily not anymore. Wonderful. Uh, they would send the kids to the local to stay, spend the summer with the local families in Spain, Italy. Some of them actually spend summers in U.S. Wow! And all over Europe. The idea is to change the environment, healthier food. You know. Of course. And I became a part of this program since I was nine years old until wow. I was sixteen. 
It was a fun four-day trips on a bus all the way from Belarus down to Spain, through all the countries. Oh As a kid, it was a big adventure. Huge. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So it sounds like that's where you got your travel bug from. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, I, my mom said when I came back home, uh, when I was nine, I said, I want to go there. I want to live there. She's like, where in Spain? I'm like, I don't know, just somewhere there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was just so excited that the world is so big and I wanted to travel and explore it. But that's definitely, so since I was nine till I was 16, I spent every single summer with the local family, same family in Spain. And wow. that's how I learned my Spanish. <laughs> so. Ooh, now and you understand. speak very good Spanish. I would say good. Oh, no, I, I think she speaks very well. I mean, yeah. obviously, I, well, not obviously, but I don't speak Spanish very well. Adriana is from Colombia, so she speaks fluent. And, and before we uh, pressed record on the podcast, they, they were talking to each other. And your, your Spanish is very good. I would say I understand more than I can speak back. But no. I never started it, so basically... It's, just... it's excellent. Si, eh, si quieres, podemos hablar en español. Sí, claro. Y podemos hablar mal de él. No, mentiras. <laughs> no, you have excellent, excellent Spanish. Gracias. Yeah, so, uh-huh. yeah, we were just talking about... Um, how when you learn Spanish in in Spain, you know, it's very, um, ¿cómo se dice castellano en inglés? Castilian. Yeah, that's right, that's right. It's a more Castilian Spanish, which is, Colombia is also considered a, a Castilian-based Spanish. So it's easier, not easier, but it, yeah, I think it is a, a little better to understand. It's it's better to like, your, your pronunciation is a little more... You know, perfected. I think. Um, so yeah, cool. So you, you know, you, you you traveled a lot as a as a youngster. Yes. And when did you first come to the United States, and where did you land? So with my travel bug, uh, it took me to the university. I was studying international tourism and hospitality, management mm. international tourism and hospitality. Great. And while I was at university, there was a work and travel program to come for the summer to the United States. And you can travel around or you can work. So my first summer was in 2008 in a small town, Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, oh nice. I know Providence. It, yeah. It's yeah, a that really cute, super cute. Yeah. Town, you know, it was good food, right? Great. I, yeah. So I worked there in the restaurants mostly mm-hmm. because that's a seasonal work that you could get. I worked at early in the morning, so I was opening a bed and breakfast and served lunch at Irish pub and was closing down in dinners at the Cuban restaurant. Wow, <laughs> nice. Cuban restaurant in Providence. In Providence. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was a really good one. <laughs> and uh, it was funny, though, too, because my English wasn't perfect. And I still remember that one moment uh, when the table asked me, like, oh, is there a pickle in a Cuban sandwich? And I had no idea what was pickle. Oh. Huh. <laughs> I ran to the kitchen, like, pickle, pickle. And they showed me. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> now I know what pickle is forever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I enjoyed my summer. I worked a lot. And then I just spent all my money on traveling around the United States. Nice. Mostly East Coast. I've spent a lot of time in Boston, went to Washington, D.C., New York, mm-hmm. Buffalo, Niagara Falls, and just loved it all. How, how long ago was that? It was 2008. Okay. Nice. So you're, and, you're, and now? Now. And now you've saved the best for last. <laughs> That's true. When did, you, when did you come to San Diego? Uh, first time was 2009. So after 2008 oh. summer, I went back home uh, to my school and I was just raving about the United States, how amazing it is, you know, how many possibilities out there, opportunities. And I, 
it, it was a different world so mm -hmm. uh, compared to Belarus in post-soviet time cool. so 2009 I came with two of my best friends down mm -hmm. to San Diego and uh, yeah San Diego it, it just stole my heart forever mm. it's yes. beautiful it comes from uh, this poster um, California in general I love it that's why I'm here for the past nine years good for you 2009 summer spent here work and travel mm -hmm. I went back home with a plan and idea I'm moving to San Diego mm -hmm. this is it that's mm -hmm. my home I graduated got my visa packed my little suitcase had $300 in my pocket and I moved to San Diego <laughs> good for you yeah. yes that's the way to do it I, I did the same thing except I had $3,000 in my pocket <laughs> 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 smarter <laughs> <laughs> but I also had the advantage of having been primarily raised here in the U.S. so oh. you know I am you know I didn't have to come to 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 uh, you know I didn't have to come that far as far as you came mm -hmm. I mean that's a whole different continent different culture but you know this your Spanish obviously says that you have a love for uh, Latin America Spanish Spain yeah, Spanish yep. history, and that's why San Diego was my choice because Mexico is right there. Yep. It's like mm. 15 minute drive from my home, and you're in Mexico in a different world, different country. The culture is so diverse, the people mm. are amazing, they're hospitable. Five minutes in conversation, and you become part of their family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. The food is delicious, nature, architecture, it's, it's beautiful. Mm. I'm a big fan. When yeah. you um, take me back to maybe your first couple trips down to Mexico, probably 10 years ago now. Um, what was it about being in Mexico that you just fell in love with at first? People. The people? Yeah, yeah it's the people. Mm -hmm. It's the hospitality, the love, and as little as they have, they're ready to give everything. You yeah. know, they'll invite you home for their dinners, to share tacos, mm -hmm. they'll uh, offer you a place to stay. Like, they're very hospitable and very lovable. Mm. It's definitely the people. Yeah. So you you found this love for Mexico. You traveled down there quite a bit. What led you to um, supporting your orphanage? And, and correct me if I'm saying it wrong. Un nuevo ama amancier. Un nuevo amanecer. Okay. Yeah. So a uh, very close friend of mine, Amar, he runs San Diego chapter of Corazon de Vida Foundation. Oh. And this foundation has been out there for 25 years now. Um, Hilda herself, the founder, uh, she grew up in one of the homes in, in Baja, in Mexico, and uh, just decided to help her community and the kids down there. 20, and now they've been running for this foundation for 25 years. Wow, wow 25 years. Yeah. 25 years. There's a lot of great activism in Baja. You know, there's a lot, and it's it's incredible to hear things like this. Yes, yeah, yes. She's amazing, her and her husband, beautiful people, and the work they do, and how many kids they've been supporting. I believe now they support about 10 orphanages. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, there's 10 orphanages in Baja? Oh, there's more than 10. Yeah. Oh, my Unfortunately, goodness. Unfortunately, there is. And oh, my. Uh, so Amara, he runs the San Diego. Oh, this is a lay-based foundation. Okay. So Amara runs the San Diego chapter, of course, on the Vida Foundation. Mm -hmm. He invited me to one of those group trips. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, sure, let's go. I'm excited. Let's meet the kids. And from the first time, I remember cr 
crying the whole drive back because oh, I felt so much love and compassion for those kids. Mm. And what amazed me is how happy, how genuine, how real they are, mm. despite of having as little as they do. Mm. And that's it. My heart stayed there. So since then, I was a regular on all the trips. Uh, we would drive sometimes just two of us to see the kids. We would spend there every other weekend wow. uh, with this orphanage. And uh, over time, I got to know some of the kids more on a personal level. They told me, they shared with me their stories, their traumas. And one of those girls, she asked me, like, are you my friend because I'm just here at the orphanage or are you my real friend? I was like, mm. of course I am. I, I'm here for you. Anytime you need me, it doesn't matter. You're here or not. Uh, I'll always be with you. Mm. And then one, one of those trips we come and I cannot find her. She's not there anymore. She was moved to another orphanage. So I knew I had to find her. I knew I had to prove her that I'm here. That you're her. here, yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, those kids already struggle with the feeling of abandonment and not mm -hmm. feeling good enough. So I was like, no, I'll stick with you. Yeah, wow. And uh, I found that she was uh, at the orphanage that is south of Ensenada, oh. from Nueva Menacer. That's mm. where she was. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't under the umbrella of Corazon de Vida. Mm -hmm. So the conditions of this place were way worse. <gasps> they had barely some food, oh. not really running water. Kids have like five minutes for a shower. Wow. Terrible beds, terrible conditions. And... Um, so I decided to do something myself mm -hmm. and I already had an idea of how the group trips work and everything. So I still remember my first, I was so nervous. I didn't know how to do it, how to organize it, like all the logistics. It is a lot of work, I would say, like it's at least two days of preparation. And um, I just put an invitation on the Facebook, mm -hmm. invited a bunch of friends. Uh, we raised the money, bought oh. food, got clothes donations, and the basics, you know, shampoo, shower, gel, toothpaste, toothbrush, something that they use all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's how it all started. Wow. We came down there, and um, one of the little girls, she's about 10, 11 years old, mm -hmm. when we were all playing, oh, by the way, all the girls playing softball, so we definitely nice. had a game. And <laughs> nice. They were amazing. They're good. <laughs> uh, so one of the girls came to me when I was uh, look, observing them playing, and she said, thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, of course. She's like, no, thank you. A lot of people come, they drop stuff, and they leave. No one plays with us. Aww. And that's it. I knew I was on the right path. Nice. Mm. So the whole idea is not just bring them donation. It's share the love, the To attention. have contact with yes, them. Yes, have the contact. Yeah. And I've been bringing groups down there for about two years now to this wow. place and uh, at least five of my close friends come with me all the time oh. and they build personal relations with other kids and been mentoring them, supporting them and it's just beautiful to observe that connection. Wow, yeah. wow, that's so, that's amazing. Now tell me a little bit about the the the, the, the taking the groups. Uh, is it where can we where where can we find the Facebook page? Can you tell us a little bit more yeah. about that? How to So I um, with the support of my friends, mm -hmm. I started uh, we filed the 501c3. Nice. It's for Alma Future Foundation. Alma Future Foundation. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. And it's about bringing a soulful future to the kids nice. and opportunities. Uh, so we have a Facebook page that mm -hmm. calls Alma Future Foundation. And that's where, uh, at the moment, we are posting all the events. Uh, we're working on our website. Uh, one of my friends volunteered to help us and build it. Mm -hmm. uh, we're planning to use one of those 
new cool software where you can just send the text because I found out less and less people today using Facebook, so it's hard to keep up. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. And uh, we're trying to make it easier and just if you can, would like to go to our website and mm -hmm. leave your phone number, your email, that's how we will contact and keep you posted on future mm -hmm. fundraisers and trips. And yeah, so we start posting it on Facebook, uh, inviting friends, friends of friends. Uh, we got a few that just saw it out there it was a public event and decided to join in and volunteer mm -hmm. we meet early in the morning by the border in San Isidro the coffee shop mm -hmm. uh, then loading all the donations and all the people to the van and I drive the van of 15 people yeah to so everyone's in one van everyone yeah. goes together everyone yeah. comes back together on everyone the same day comes back together yeah Uh, sometimes we just do three, four cars, whatever mm -hmm. is easier. It all mm -hmm. depends on the money because instead of spending the money to rent the van, we prefer to spend it on the food for the kids. For the kids, right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're driving as a big group. On average, it's usually 15 to 20 people. Wow. And uh, it's a fun drive, two hours. I like to ask questions. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so everyone gets to know each other. And I always say, we're going down as strangers, but we'll be coming back as a family. Nice. <laughs> and that's been the case so far every time. Uh, and it's about two hour drive on the way there we always stop by some local uh, food truck mm -hmm. it's always tacos seafood tostadas and I'm not going to give you away my secret so you come and join us on the trip yeah <laughs> oh yeah, no yeah. I was going to ask you you're going to have to throw a couple you got to tease us with at least one <laughs> so there is one and I'm sure some of you heard about it called Gererense Gererense is it a taco shop? <gasps> Oh, I know what you're talking about. She has, she's a very famous. Yes, um, she is. She makes tosta tostadas, correct? Yes, it's a seafood tostadas. She oh. won the best street food in the world at the contest in Singapore. I believe in Tosadas. And how, what, what is it called? Guerre Rense. Guerre Rense. Uh -huh. it, 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 how yeah. do you spell that? Okay. It's like G U E. G U E double R E R. E N S E. Oh. And is her is her restaurant is it in Ensenada like in Ensenada proper? So yes, it's right in the center of the Ensenada, on the main on the main street. They have a restaurant and they also have a seafood truck. A truck, yeah. Do you like the truck? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've only seen the truck, but I've never eaten there. Oh, that's a wonderful pearl of wisdom. You know, we're always looking for 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 spots, and that's kind of the fun part about this podcast. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, is that this is the things that we love. This is how we find where we go. It's like just like a connection, like you were saying. You know, last podcast we had a person for the Cholos. Now we're going to the Cholos game tomorrow. <laughs> now we're talking to you. Now I want to go see the orphanage. You know, so it's it's. Yeah, that's kind of neat. You know, we met, um, not to derail the conversation, but, you know, a few months ago we went down and met with a, a horse rescue. Mm -hmm. And um, we've been back yeah. two times two, since. Two, three times. Oh, wow. The yeah. last time we, we went back We've taken food for the dogs. What we've take, We took uh, our family on 4th of July to one of their fundraisers. And so we did uh, raise some money for them. But also... My sister-in-law, Dominic's brother and wife and kids, ended up adopting one of the pups. Oh, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. so it's just kind of cool. I mean, yeah. we, we probably, uh, you're right. I mean, it is kind of the fun part of doing the podcast because you get to meet so many new people and kind of 
see what they love and what they're passionate about most importantly and um it's kind yeah. of fun to see where it goes especially when it's for life brings you. yeah yeah especially when when it's taking you to a good cause so i i i really love the story of uh being able or or, or understanding and knowing that 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 you can basically go with a tour guide mm-hmm. to see Ensenada, the, this beautiful, you know, Baja California, but then but make, a difference, make a difference yeah, with, a, with the child. A yeah. So c- can you, can we talk a little bit about the, you know, like what, what, how many times a week do you take the tours or how can people help? So, um, Anyone who wants to help, mm-hmm. we are looking for everything. It can be as simple as donations. Uh, we created an Amazon wish list where oh. you can just purchase, so it doesn't matter where you're located. Great. Mm. Yeah, and you can help. Uh, we're also looking for help with the fundraisers mm-hmm. or website building, social media. So far, it's been just me and a couple of my friends, mm-hmm. so it does get tough when we also have a job and everything. Mm-hmm. But that's definitely my passion, and that's the thing that I enjoy doing every day. Um, so I do group trips mm-hmm. religiously once a month. Nice. Yeah. I go by myself every other weekend as well, mm-hmm. but the group trips I definitely do once a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about the consistency. Mm-hmm. It's mo- very important for the kids mm-hmm. to know that we are there, we will be there, we're not abandoning them. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, before each trip, we usually collect donations. Mm-hmm. Now it's about school supplies because yeah. the school is coming. S- school, yeah. mm-hmm. Our next trip is August 10th. So oh. I'd love to see you guys. Yeah. You're available. Yeah. Yes. And uh, do, uh, can children come? On the tour. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, actually, a few parents brought their children yep. from the age of four and up, yep. and they had a beautiful time. It was very interesting to see the interaction with the kids. Yeah. And the parents would call me next day and say, like, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, my God, my child just collected her most favorite toy. And she's like, oh, can we give it to those kids, yeah. please? And mm. Yes. It, it really shapes yeah. their values. I love life. it. I yeah. think that's wonderful. Yes, I'd like to take our kids. I think they would, they would really enjoy that. Yeah. I think they would too. Mm-hmm. You know, they love um, they love volunteering. Uh, they predominantly volunteered at at dog rescues for dog rescues yeah. here in animals. San Diego or in and around San Diego. But um, they have a huge passion for animals. But they would love. I think they would really enjoy it going down. Of, I mean, these are yeah, of course, children that need just. I mean, the connecting part, I think, is something that is important for young people because we are so disconnected because of social media, because of technology, the connection is with your phone. Mm -hmm. And that connection that these kids in Mexico want, it's like they don't, they want a real connection. True. Mm -hmm. The human connection. The human connection, yeah. They have the cell phones. They have a few laptops that they're allowed to use only for their school. Mm -hmm. So therefore, they're always out there. They play games outside. They read books. You know, uh, last trip we brought a swimming pool, oh, and wow. I got lots of water guns and water <laughs> balloons. Oh my god, that was a war! <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, my favorite part of the day always is just to stop for a minute and observe everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to see how the adults become kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the smiles and happiness on kids' faces as well. It's just beautiful. Wow, how old are the children? I mean. I mean, how yeah, yeah. How old are the children um, at the in the? Each orphanage has a different range. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's from newborns up to eighteen. Oh my gosh. This particular place is, uh, I believe, the youngest is four years old. Oh my. 
Yeah, and it's up to 18 years old. Wow. Mm. So there, there, in this one, there's a lot of teenage girls. Mm. Uh, the beautiful part about this particular orphanage is a lot of trouble girls uh, that got into some trouble in other orphanages where I moved to this one. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I love the director, Consuelo. She has a beautiful heart. And there's something special about her. She knows how to manage them, navigate them, give yeah. them love. And I think the secret is all of the girls play softball. Wow. It mm. teaches them discipline, how to yep. be a team player, yes. you know, responsible and time and also gives you an exercise to get all this anxiety out of your system. That's right. Sports. So sports help a lot. Yes, and they do. All of them change in a better way. Like you can see the progress because I know some of those girls from different orphanages that I've been visiting. Wow. And then they've been moved here and I can definitely You can see, see the difference. Yeah, I can see the difference. Nice. And by the way, this girl that brought me there, um, she uh, she had some trouble and a lot of trauma from her past. Mm -hmm. uh, she had tough times, and she did not like that orphanage because the conditions were way worse than the place she stayed before. Mm -hmm. But I kept telling her, like, look what a beautiful thing you did. You brought us here. Now mm -hmm. this place has help because of you. Yes. Mm -hmm. You never know That's what nice. the situation in life, you know, and how it affects others. Yeah. She's no longer at the orphanage. She's uh, almost 19 years old now. Mm. Um, she lives currently in Tijuana. My friend Amar and I, we support her mentally and uh, just being her mentors there. She's mm. going to school right now. and Great. Doing great job, so it's it's nice to see how they progress over time with the help and support. Yeah. So just seeing that and a few of my close friends who keep coming and connecting with those those kids. Um, have you heard about Big Brother Big Sister program? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've been a part of that program for almost two years, and uh, I see the potential of creating something like that, mm -hmm. but in Mexico, mm -hmm. connecting the people from U.S. or any other part of the world to people who come on the trips mm -hmm. with the kids down in Baja. Mm -hmm. um, as much as I would love to mentor and help all of them, I can't. Right. But seeing those connections with my friends, I see the opportunity there. Yes. And I think there's a lot of people here who search for a deeper meaning or for a purpose, for a cause, so just want to share some love. And there's a beautiful part about mentoring. You're introducing a different world to those kids. Yeah. I believe always we're a product of our environment. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, they believe whatever they see, wherever they are, it's all they get mm -hmm. in life. And just by meeting us, I always like, oh, I'm from Belarus. Let me show you on the map. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. this guy's from India. Oh, yes. this is from Italy. Mm -hmm. And I always encourage the volunteers to share their story, mm -hmm. to show the pictures, the food, the culture, just mm -hmm. explain what it is. And I get so excited. Mm. Um, I was in Thailand a couple of months ago, and I came back and I did a little presentation over my Instagram stories to them. Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> and I just explained about, I, I did a cooking class in Thailand, so I was explaining about the food. Mm -hmm. And I went to Elephant Sanctuary, and I was showing them the pictures, explained the story about the elephants, how the abusement of the animals, and that's not okay to take photos with animals that have been abused and drugs, so it's better to be part of the sanctuary where you help them, and all of it. And uh, a friend of mine told me that recently he was asking the girls, like, oh, where do you want to go? And they're like, oh, Thailand, I want to see elephant. <laughs> they didn't even know what Thailand was or where it was before. So just sharing your story, right. them the, expand the boundaries and the world mm -hmm. into mm -hmm. them, that already has an impact without even us realizing it. That's, you know, I love that. I love that. That's a, you know, sometimes I think that some people may, may feel guilty, you know, uh, sharing things like that. And 
the different perspective is that no, it actually opens up their knowledge of the world. How powerful is that? That you can actually teach them that there's a country in, you know, former USSR, Belarus, I mean, Thailand, sanctuaries. I mean, those are things that, um, that they probably wouldn't know. Yes, they would. It just wouldn't be on their list of things to do today. Mm -hmm. They never know. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also each trip we are trying to do a theme. We did Easter egg hunt. I was there mm. first. Nice. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Um, last time, a friend of mine came. Uh, he spent 20 years of his life learning and teaching uh, Mai Tai boxing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he did the whole class to the kids and explained how it helped him you know, with the discipline and breathing and dealing with aggression. And that it's mm-hmm. not about fighting. It, it was very beautiful and interesting. Wow. And the girls were into it. Then another friend of mine, Martin, um, he's actually pretty famous in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, he drew comics. Mm-hmm. And he also helps to run the um, Comic-Con uh, Museum in mm-hmm. Balboa Park. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came and gave a cl- He's local from Mexico. Mm-hmm. He came and gave a class to the girls uh, how to draw mangas, comics. Wow. Nice. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. And other friends of mine come and teach yoga, meditation, breathing. So it's all about introducing them to something new mm-hmm. and uh, exploring their hobbies, what mm-hmm. they're good at, what their talents, and uh, especially with the art, it's so beautiful. It helps a lot um, with the psychology. It's, it's a therapeutic way. Yeah, yeah. therapeutic now, way. Now, do you ever um, take the kids on field trips, if you will? Like take them out from the orphanage to, to go somewhere, like to go down to the beach or go to different places? I personally haven't done that because mm-hmm. um, the kids that are part of social services, they you need the permission from social services mm-hmm. to move. So it, yeah, to take them a, out. Yeah, it's right. a small logistics that... Yeah, it makes it a little more difficult. It makes it a little more difficult and involves more time. It's about two and a half hours to get from the border to there. Yeah. And uh, we do one-day trips. Mm-hmm. So we go there, we leave early in the morning around 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And we usually get to the border back around 9, 10 p.m. Yeah, mm-hmm. so okay. it's the whole day already. And that's why it's harder to yeah, do. Yeah, it's hard to, mm-hmm. to, to I'm go sure they're just excited to see you. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, and you, you bring things to them. And, you know, you're they're trying to, to, to create a... You're trying to better their environment. Yeah, it sounds like the... You know, obviously the physical items are important and the money is important. But hearing you talk, it seems like the emotional aspect that you bring and the friendship that you bring, it seems like that's what they wrap their arms around the most. You know, everybody needs those necessities, whether it's a toothbrush or soap or whatever it is um, or school supplies. But um, it's those memories that you're creating with them. It sounds like that, that that's what they really love. I take it out of my personal experience with Spain. Every yeah. time I would go to Spain, uh, that opened my boundaries. I realized mm. there's a whole world out there. And that's why I like people to share their stories and where they're from with the girls so they show there's another world out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, just those love and support i think each one of us needs it and uh by helping them i think we help ourselves more Mm. yeah and i think that you know one of the the the, the great things about your story is that that compassion and that um ability to to kind of see the world in in a more positive outlook came from what some would say uh uh you know 
you yourself, uh, we can talk a little bit, right, about um, the program that you were in. Would you say that, that, you know, from six to nine, would you say that that's what really helped, you know, really connect with uh, bettering humans? I mean, this whole journey, it's something that you don't hear. Most people don't do that. I mean, I think, uh, you know. I agree with you. It was, I would say, the scariest experience at that time when I was a child, but it was mm-hmm. also the best experience in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very grateful to it yeah. and everything that led to it because I don't think I would be where I'm at today. Uh, it took me out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I became yeah. more fearless and yes. not scared because when I was telling everyone in Belarus, like, oh, I'm moving to yes, like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Mm-hmm. You don't know anyone there. What are you doing? You know? right. I'm like, no, just, I'm just moving there. That's and, it. and when you moved here, I probably missed it here. Were you 18, 19 years old? Oh, no. I, so I came here first time in 2008. I was 20. 20. Well, then yeah. In San Diego, Young. I was 21 and I moved yep. here when I was 22. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. You know, perfect. Perfect age. San Diego is a great, a great place to be in your, yeah. the, your youth. Yeah. You know, it's it's got so much to do. But I I came here in my twenties as well, and I couldn't wait to go across the border. <laughs> I've been waiting for it too so I couldn't leave the country because I was waiting for my paperwork to go through mm. and um, I have my green card it took me four years mm-hmm. and the first country I visited was Mexico yep. <laughs> right after. of course yeah. and it was very classic in a way my friend um, Bernie he's from Mexico from Tijuana and his girlfriend my best friend Dasha uh, both of them took me down for some street tacos and we went dancing in the local bars and it was a lot of fun <laughs> and I was like wow I love this place <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of TJ, since we're going tomorrow, <laughs> um, you know that TJ is a is a is is I think can be a very intimidating city. You know, like it, you know, it's hard to get around, and you know, it's easy to kind of just continue to go down the coast. Uh, but it's such a huge metropolis, right? I mean, it's huge city, huge population. The, you know, probably I think we always discuss. I think it's the largest cross. You it's know, one bo- of the busiest border crossings yes. in the world. In the world, yeah. in the world, yeah. So we love getting, you know, you know, getting tidbits. Um, do you spend a lot of time in Tijuana? Yes, I do okay. spend a lot of time in Tijuana. Perfect. One of them, I'm uh, visiting the girl that I mentor, Anai, uh, and uh, I go for some medical services as well. But I would I would give you a little tip, and for everyone yeah. who wants to go yes. to Mexico, yes, who's afraid to go to Mexico, don't. Yeah. Never, no, there's a few things to be aware of. Like I'm a female, mm-hmm. and I travel along a lot in Mexico. Mm-hmm. The driving can be a little bit crazy and yes. hectic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But we have uber today yeah so it's so easy just to park your car here cross the border and yeah. there's no way through the new pad west mm-hmm. border crossing mm-hmm. it doesn't take any time yep. any time of the day it's like five minutes ten minutes it's yeah. very convenient and, wow. and tomorrow we're going to do something we haven't done before we're going to take the trolley down to all the, the border way. from right here we're gonna all cross. the way we're going to uber down to i, I want to go go to telefonica first Yay! and That's and eat there place. and and we're going to bounce around a little bit before going to to the game so we're really excited excited. but um 
But we really appreciate you coming and yes. sharing your story. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll share your social handles on our website and, and on the podcast and on social media and all that good stuff. But we can't thank you enough for yeah. being on. Thank and, you. And keep keep it up. Keep up the good work. You know, I, you know, you. I always say that the the, the world is going to be a better place because of people like you. Thank you so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. I believe that if we want to change this world for better, we need to start with the kids. Yes. So that's the whole idea. I would like to inspire those kids and yes. they will take it on. Well, great. Well, well, we will thank see you. you. We're going to come meet. We're going to come with yeah. you. Yeah. Our, our whole family. We'll, we will definitely come yeah. with yeah, we'll you. We'll bring them down. They'll be excited yeah. too. Yeah. The kids will <laughs> like it. Thank you very much, Katya. No, thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. de la guitarra mía al despertar la mañana quiere cantar su alegría a mi tierra